Good morning. Hey, um, I want to start off by sharing what life was like for me when I was you guys' age, when, you're, when I was doing what you were doing. I was in the Air Force. I was in the United States Air Force, and my job was intelligence. How many of you um, athletes in here have ever had to watch film? Any of you ever had to watch film? Do you know why you had to watch film? What was that for? Why would you have to watch film? To get ready? To be prepared? To be prepared for what? Finding your mistakes, but also finding their mistakes. Finding out what they didn't do right, what they don't know what to do, or what they do know what to do, right? You want to see what they can do and avoid that, right? So, one of the things that my job was was to see what the enemy could do and help our pilots avoid that. Was to learn what their strengths were and we avoid that or defeat that, whatever the case may be. And in our world, that's not much, that's not too different than what we need in our world today. To help us be better Christians, to help us do what we need to do. Part of the thing is not knowing what to do, but knowing what Satan does to mess with us, to, to get us to do what we do. Does that make sense? So um, I have a scripture. I want to start off with this scripture right here. From Matthew chapter 5, verses 7 through 11. Um, let me preface the scripture real quick. This scripture, uh, Jesus' disciples had, was eating a meal and they didn't wash their hands. And the, 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 the Pharisees went to Jesus and said, why do your, why do your disciples not obey the, the teachings of the elders and, and wash their hands before, they're eat, before they eat? And Jesus says, you hypocrites, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are merely human rules. Jesus called the crowd to him and said, listen and understand. What goes into someone's mouth does not defile them, but what comes out of their mouth, that is what defiles them. Jesus said that, hey, they worship me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Do you know what God wants? Do you know what God wants? He wants your heart. He wants your heart. Not robot actions, not just doing these two, three things every week. You know, I go to church on Sunday morning. I go to church on Sunday night. I go to church on Wednesday. I come to chapel every day. Good job, y'all. Great job. <laughs> I come to chapel every day. Even if Jay Roberts is speaking, I'll show up there. <laughs> yeah, that's an extra crown, an uh, extra jewel in your, in your crown. But he doesn't want somebody who just follows those those rules over and over again. You know, someone once told me, and, and I can't remember where I heard this from, so I can't credit them, but it, 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 it makes so much sense to me. 
You know, just going to church on Sunday doesn't make you a Christian any more than going to your garage makes you a Chevrolet. It takes more. God is asking for more. He seeks more. He wants your heart. He desires to have your heart. Let's go on with scripture. This is Jesus still talking. Um, Verses 17 through 20. Don't you see that whatever enters your mouth goes into your stomach and then out of the body? But the things that come out of a person's mouth come from the heart and these defile them. For out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. These are what defile a person, but eating with unwashed hands does not defile them. You see, what comes from the heart is what the problem is. And Satan makes it difficult. Because I think of Paul talking to the Romans. You see, Rome was a very advanced culture. Rome was a was a culture that that had it all. They had they, they didn't go for wanting wanting much. Much like the United States. Our culture here, we doesn't we don't go for wanting very much that we need. We're a very advanced culture, but just like Paul told Rome, told the Romans, God seeks us to give him our heart, but Satan infiltrates that. And how does he infiltrate that? Not all at once, but very slowly, very methodically. He puts things around you so that you don't become a little callous to it. He allows you to be a, become a little, oh, that's normal. Oh, that's acceptable. Maybe it's the words that are said around your friends, using some language that, man, I don't know why we use that language. But we hear it from one person, then two people, and it kind of seeks itself into us to where all of a sudden we find ourselves saying those words or telling lies. You know, well, it's just a little white line, and it doesn't matter. Well, and uh, uh, this lies is, is not that bad. And so it kind of just seeps into us and, and we, we, it's okay to do that, right? It's okay to just tell a little lie, right? No, it's not. It's okay if you, if you get mad for you to, to, to say cuss words, right? Right? That's okay. If you're mad, you can say it, right? Right? That, that, that makes it okay. You see, we get accustomed to it. That's how Satan will attack us. He wants us to become 
numb to it and let it just happen to us. I'm reminded of a story of how the people of ice of Greenland would live in, in very desolate areas. They, they, they would be miles and miles from another person. And they would have to grow their own food. They had to have their own food right there on their land. And as winter would come, the coyotes would go scavenging out for food. And the coyotes didn't, didn't care very much about a fence line being up or this being someone's private property. If you had chickens on your property, the coyote would come there to devour the chickens. And one way that they fought the coyotes from doing that is they would take this small but very, very sharp double-edged dagger. There would be razor sharp on both sides. And they'd freeze it in some chicken blood. And so it's like a, so to the point to where they could grab the handle and it's like a chicken blood popsicle. And they would take it out around their area and they would bury the handle in the snow and ice and pack it down real tight. And that night, when the coyotes would come out looking for food, they would smell that blood and they'd be attracted to that blood and they'd go there and they'd lick it. And boy, that tastes good. And so they'd lick it again. And then they'd lick it again and lick it again. And they would just start enjoying what they had there. I mean, to the point to where they would just make a home there and they're just licking and tasting all of that blood. But while doing that, what do you think the ice would do to their tongue? It would numb it. The ice would numb their tongue so that eventually, once they got through that chicken blood and they decided to take one more lick, and that razor-sharp blade would slice their tongue, they would taste a lot of blood. Oh, that's good. And they would repeat that lick again and slice their tongue even more. But that's more blood. And so they would lick it again and lick it again to the point to where they would bleed to death because they were numb to the effect of what that dagger was doing to them. Satan wants us numb to the effect of what he's doing to us. We have to give him our heart. God's not going to take it. He asks you to give it. I'm asking you, York, to give your heart to God.